I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the Bill of Rights. So grab your amendments. And let's get civical. as though you don't know this No, song. I love this song. Oh, okay. I'm just watching you sing it. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Won't you be my girl? This is Let's Get Civical. Hey! Okay. <laughs> the musical podcast now. No, we have not rebranded. No. Hi, I'm starting the episode. Great. Hi. Dude, I love, I love all of this. It's happening. It's great. It's, it's great. Hi, guys. Hi. We have missed you, obviously. So obviously, I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And today we're going to be unpacking, we're going to be chipping away at the Bill of Rights. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I'm in a, I'm in a musical mood. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
There will be a lot of singing on this show today. I'm so sorry. No, I promise. That is the extent of it um, <laughs> because I'm going to have to get focused on reading. And, oh. you know, singing all and of reading. my impulses are out the door <laughs> <laughs> when I have to make sure that I'm saying the right words as they're written on the page. As they're written on the page. Well, fun fact from <gasps> my, my mother to me. My, oh my mother, uh, hi, mom, critiqued a word that I said. Wow. In the episode. What did you say? I corrected you a bunch. She goes, <laughs> I called her the other day. She goes, I just wanted, you know, you know, you should just know that it's not learned in that context. It's learned. Learned. And I was like, learned in the law. Mommy. I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. Thank you to Mama Wallentowski mm-hmm. for calling us. We love when people call. <laughs> we love. Learn it. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. If people don't call us about correcting how we're pronouncing things, because the, the line won't stop ringing. <laughs> no. I feel like I can't I can't handle all the corrections. Uh wow, learn it in the law. Learn it in the law. Learn yeah. it in the law. Yeah. I love that. Yep. I love that. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Bill of Rights today. Yes, we are. And maybe we'll say things how they're supposed to be pronounced, and maybe we won't. I don't know. You tell Who me. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens. It's a mystery. This is a mystery show. Let's get civical the mystery. I'm just <laughs> rebranding us. We'll see what sticks. Okay. So it's a mystery we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna start off with what is the Bill of Rights. What is it? What Jessica is say, it? what is it? What is it? I don't know. I'll tell you right now. So the Bill of Rights is the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Great. Bless. Simple. A nice digestible nugget. It spells out Americans' rights in relation to their government. Mm-hmm. So it's literally, it. there's words that are spelled out mm-hmm. in the Bill of Rights. It guarantees civil rights and liberties to the individual like freedom, of speech, press, and religion. We'll get into all of the freedoms in just a second. And it sets rules for due process of law and reserves all powers not delegated to the federal government, to the people, or the states. Your fave. I know. Your fucking I know. Look, I'm not against states' rights. No. I'm not against it. I just am a communist. <laughs> It just makes things complicated. I'm just It's just stressful. I'm yeah. very stressed. Okay. And last but not least, it specifies that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Wow. So many words that I could have messed up. That's a lot of words. I could have messed up enumeration. I could have messed up construed. I could have messed up disparage. I could have messed up retained. And you know what? I didn't didn't mess up one. I'm so... But you can tell... (laughs) What I hate about me is you can tell when I don't know how to say the word because I suddenly go... (laughs) (laughs) It's the moment my brain is having where it's like just... Wait a second for I can so I can read it and it's this. And you know? it's this. So that's the Bill of Rights. It's just it is a document. Yep. It's a word document yep. that is found attached to the Constitution, being like, here is very quote unquote clearly written out yep. your rights. And by your rights we mean at this point only white uh land owning men. Agreed. Just yes. to be clear, those are the only people this applies to. Because other people didn't have rights. At the time. At the yeah. time. Let's, yeah. you know, reckon with our history. Okay. That's the Bill of Rights. <laughs> Bill of Rights. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So the history of the Bill of Rights, the idea for it came from merry old England. What? I know. That has Can you never believe? happened. Never. Never happened. Mm-mm. This is so unlike us. I know. You dot S dot. That's crazy that it came from England. 
1215, so King John was feeling some pressure from his barons. Oh, poor John. I know. He was peer pressure. Guys, bullying is real. And King John was a victim. He was a victim. And so he put his seal to the Magna Carta, which protected subjects of the of England Mm -hmm. against the against royal abuses of power I love the phrase he put his seal to I know mostly because it kind of sounds a little dirty (laughs) (laughs) but also like if you're just taking if you're putting that aside it's literally that that sentence means that he just like stamped it yeah and did nothing else he was like like, done yes Like, other people wrote it, but King John's the one who's getting the credit of, like, I put the wax seal on it. (laughs) Done. Done. Aren't we proud? Also, shout out to King John. Hi, King John. Hi, King John. Um, Love the name. This like Robin Hood era, right? Like that's I the think same King so. John. Okay, so don't shout out to King John because wasn't he bad? He oh. was bad. And Disney, he's bad. Okay, I've only he was seen, the skinny lion. Yeah, I've only seen the the Fox one, the Fox version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the animated one where the where Robin Hood is hot. It's the hot fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a yeah, very yeah, yeah. attractive fox. Yeah, and, and then made Marion. What was what was there was a live action one that was made. Isn't Kevin Costner Robin Hood at some point? I think so. Shout out to Kevin Costner, friend of the show, also very attractive. Ever seen Dances with Wolves? I love Dances with Wolves. I'm sorry. I love that movie. I have a little bit of a sexual awakening. He's just like (laughs) chilling out in his hut, like, I don't know, whatever. Killing a buffalo? Shit. Come on. I'm easy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this may be... The Robin Hood King John. This may be the Robin Hood King John. Okay, so which I'm we guessing. don't like, but we do like that there's a Magna Carta. Yes, we like that there's a Magna Carta. And we all agree that Robin Hood, as he's been portrayed throughout is cinema, usually is usually attractive. Sexually attractive. <laughs> Great. So, and then later in 1628, in response to the arbitrary actions of Charles I, Parliament <laughs> adopted... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what these arbitrary actions were. What is he doing, Charles? I don't know. This this is, our research for this chunk comes from the Bill of Rights Institute, the ACLU, and History.com. All very reputable sources. sources. They did not tell me what the arbitrary actions were that Charles I don't even need to know why, because they're arbitrary. Right, exactly. It's like, they don't need to list them. But I love that they're like, just because Charles is being weird. He's being weird and a dick. Great. What did he have to do? The parliament adopted the petition of right, condemning unlawful imprisonments and also providing that there should be no tax without common consent of parliament. So it was like the first bill of rights as such that like right. enumerated in a government document like that the people had some protections from their from their government. I love that. And I also love how you very casually use the word enumerated in a sentence. <laughs> I strive to do Listen, that. I'm single. Love. Hit Guys, call us. <laughs> call Arden. She's hot. And she can use the word enumerated in a sentence. You know who can't? Me. <laughs> I strive. I strive to do that. That's very exciting. It was very exciting. So then after the U.S. declared their independence from Britain, the founding fathers started drafting the Constitution and forming states. Love. Right? Like, Love. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I did when I declared independence from Great Britain. I was I like, great, was now I have to 
create a constitution and form states. states. And now here I am. Who wants to live in my state? And then in 1787 at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. Remember it? Remember, George Mason remarked that he, quote, wished the plan had been prefaced by a Bill of Rights, close quote. Love. And also, I want to asterisk like Mason because we're going to come back to him. So just like we're not going to I'm not going to say it now, but like we're putting a star bing next to Mason. Next to Mason. And then do we remember this motherfucker? Oh, my God. Tell me. Okay, Elbridge Jerry. Yes. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Elbridge Jerry. Elbridge. Responsible for gerrymandering. Go listen to the episode if you're just joining us. He moved for the appointment of a committee to prepare a bill. So he was like, okay, John, 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 and John. Come together. Come together. We need a a committee. We're going to create a Bill of Rights. But the delegates who were there at the Constitutional Convention, like, didn't like that. And so the motion was defeated. <laughs> they, were like, they were just like, screw you, no. Elbridge. <laughs> we're not doing your stupid idea. No. And he's like, I'll show you guys. And then create a gerrymandering. He was like me the other day at my gym when my trainer was like, okay, we're going to foam roll now. And I just looked at her and I was like, no. no. Yes. I bet no. that is word for word how it went down I in literally... 1787. <laughs> <laughs> no. Between Elbridge and... The delegates. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no. Sweet Elbridge. So, oh, man. Uh, now I, I feel so bad. I, I feel know. Like he was like, I have a great idea. And everybody was like, Elbridge, Sit shut up. <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you talking? Go away. Nobody likes you. Nobody uh, likes you, Elbridge. Uh, go do so- Go draw. Go do something. <laughs> go draw. <laughs> draw me a picture. Draw me a picture. And, ah. then, and then, you know, jokes on us. He created uh, an issue that has plagued America for centuries <laughs> jokes on them because who the fuck is george mason like right, nobody exactly. knows but elbridge jerry has like wow a thing named after shout him. out to elbridge jerry for showing them all <laughs> so proud so proud and the, it's not that the delegates weren't opposed to the bill of rights it was that they just were like i don't understand why we need them yeah they were like we have a lot to do anyway can we just skip this Wait, this is all this the first like draft idea yeah I'm very like <laughs> we still haven't figured out the electoral college we'll have to do I that tomorrow go home. it like, hurts while i pee like I, can we just go <laughs> i'm bleeding from somewhere <laughs> so then the creation of a bill of rights later because well i guess lizzie you can talk about like the federalist anti-federalist stuff oh i will because it starts to pop up and it becomes crucial to ratification of the Constitution that they add a Bill of Rights yeah. to the Constitution because there was disagreement. Yeah, there was uh, there was quite quite some controversy over uh, the Constitution, as it were, because there was a ideological battle between you guessed it, the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. Do we remember? Yeah. If you don't know who they are, please go to Episode One: The History of Political Parties. They are our first. Political parties, yes, the they Federalists are. and the Anti-Federalists. So simple. So just to like refresh, the Federalists advocated for a very strong national government. I may be a Federalist. I don't know. It's not about me. But they advocated for a strong national government where the national government had a lot, a lot of power. And then the Anti-Federalists were the exact opposite. They wanted the power to remain with the states and the local government. I'm definitely not an Anti-Federalist. It's mm. again, not about me. So that's those are the two groups that we're dealing with. Right. And the reason that we ended up getting a Bill of Rights is sort of a compromise between an argument between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, which were that the Anti-Federalists didn't want to sign the Constitution because they were afraid that the 
government would have too much power yeah, yeah. and that it would turn into a monarchy and that we're just turning into this thing that we literally just left, which right. was England. Right. And so they're like, we will sign the constitution if it is clearly stated out the rights mm-hmm. of the people mm-hmm. and the state and yep. what have you. Yep. The Federalists initially were like, hey, this is super unnecessary. We don't want to have to do this because they argued that the Constitution did not need a Bill of Rights because the people in the states kept any powers not given to the federal government. So they're like, if you read between the lines, right, anything like, that's not listed right. is to the states and the people. And the Anti-Federalists were like, darling, I need it in writing. Mm-hmm. Because they are good business people. They're like, put it in the contract. Put it in the contract. And then, you know, so the, the Anti-Federalists obviously ended up winning, winning. this argument. Right. And getting the Bill of Rights, because we do have the Bill of Rights. Yep. And it was due to friend of the show, James Madison, fourth president of the United States. He went off into a room and was like, okay, let me work this out. He like got a writer's group together and was yep. like, we have to figure yes. out a bill of rights. I need to pop up some ideas. He put some note cards on the wall. And it's like, how, what's the narrative I'm trying to capture here? And he ended up perf- like writing the bill, the bill of, of rights. rights. Yeah. And then the bill of rights officially became part of the constitution on December 15th, 1791, which we love, which we love. We love. We love the Bill of Rights, which we said specified like what the government could do and how it should operate. I mean, the Constitution like specified what the government could do and how it should operate. And then the Bill of Rights enumerated protections for the citizens of the United States in some regard. I mean, honestly, like, okay, maybe I am an anti-federalist. I don't know. I'm going to be like questioning myself this entire episode because we've read so much of the Constitution on this show. I mean, we've read... Not the whole document, but a good a chunk amount. of the document. Yeah. And I'm with the anti-federalists on this where I'm like, this is not clear. Right. None of this is clear. We got a lot of vagueness. Like they knew back then they had the finger on the pulse back then where they were like, this feels like a first draft. So we want, <laughs> I want a second document that is very explicit. Yeah. And that's what they got. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate I that. I appreciate that. So let's talk about them. Oh my God. Let's talk about the We're going to go amendment by amendment and we're just gonna touch on them we're just gonna touch on them we're gonna read them and then we're gonna like explain them yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be good amendment one go first amendment says quote congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech 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 or of the press, or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So we all know, close quote. So we all know the First Amendment. We hope. We did a whole episode about it. Go take a look at it. Go listen to the amendment. As, at first amendment episode. but this is like the this is like this the is the amendment. amendment this is like every we have freedom yeah. of all of these things yeah freedom. it's interesting that they really just packed in freedom of uh religion speech yep. press yep. assembly and to petition the government all in one amendment <laughs> all in a sentence <laughs> like one <laughs> sentence i'm like that could have been an amendment each right and you could have told us what that means. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Also, is it, I thought it was red dress. Is it redress? It's redress. End my life. <laughs> I think it's redress. Redress versus red dress. Our producer, Kate, is <laughs> nodding her head that it is redress. redress. And I have said red dress <laughs> my entire life. If it helps you, I'll start saying blue dress. Shut up. <laughs> You're not being helpful. <laughs> So what does this what so, does this mean? Yeah. What so, does this amendment one mean? 
I mean, this is like the freedom of speech is, you know, why you can basically say anything you want, why the like horrible people who like pick at the funerals of yeah. veterans can they have the right to do that. And there's really yeah. nothing you can do to stop them. The freedom of the press. That's why the press gets to like be all over Capitol Hill mm-hmm. and tell us what's going on, because they that's their right. responsibility. They yeah. have the right to do that. They have the right. To, that's how we have transparency with our government. The right of the people to peaceably assemble is like you can protest. Yeah. Like, hi, Women's March. Like, hi. That's the, how that happens. Hello. And then the right to redress grievances. I, like, I, like, I understand what that means, but I want, like, I pulled. I'm glad you do because I pulled I some language because I needed some context because, like, I think I understand what this means, but I just wanted to be sure. So this is from, like, the opening of an essay by Stephen A. Higginson. Love. So he says, in colonial America, the right of citizens to petition their assemblies was an affirmative remedial right, which required governmental hearing and response. Because each petition commanded legislative consideration, citizens in large part controlled legislative agendas. Wow. I know, right? That's amazing. That's crazy. This original theory and practice of petitioning foundered when abolitionists flooded Congress with petitions during the debates over slavery. As a result, the right of petition was collapsed into the right of free speech and expression and expression, definitional narrowing, which persists to this day. So, like, people used to go all the time. Yeah. To be like, we don't like this thing and we're going to tell you about it. And then the legislators were like, cool, cool, we'll listen. We'll listen. And do something about it. And then it got to be too much. And so the legislators were like, no. Yeah, we're not doing we're this anymore. We're not doing that anymore. You can protest, though. Yeah. You can keep protesting. Yeah, protest. Carry that sign, honey. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Crazy, right? Redress. Redress of Hashtag grievances. redress of grievances. Great. Amendment two. The second amendment is a very controversial amendment. We will do an entire episode on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, we all know it. We all don't like it. This is what it says. And just listen to the words. Just just listen to the words. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A well-regulated militia. It's interesting how that starts the amendment. Like that's the context for They're people like, bearing arms. Is the army. For a mili- yes, exactly. If you need to create a militia, which back in the day was necessary. Yep. You have the right to bear arms. Interesting. Shall not be infringed. So yeah, I'm not gonna, I don't feel like I'm not in the mood to get into this debate about gun rights but uh if you're both advocating for no restriction on gun rights based on this amendment alone i encourage you to read it read the first four words literally just the first four words just for a well-regulated militia we did not make this up no this is how it's written and we should have gun control okay great great amendment three amendment three my favorite no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house Without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so in, in peacetime, no soldiers can stay anywhere unless the male owner of the house is yeah. like, you can stay here with me and my wife and children. Yeah. I love how we have at least an amendment that deals with some form of consent. <laughs> yeah. This was a, this was a literal right. I'm, this just makes me wonder what was going on in 1791. I know. Could you? I just like if 
I just imagine every time like people riding up to houses and being like, we're staying here. But I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally, but do you think it was hi. the American uh, militia doing it to them? Or it was the British, Kate, Kate, our producer saying it was definitely the British people who were doing this. I love that because I do think it's true yeah. where it's like the, like, especially like officers. Right. They'd be like, excuse me, ma'am, we require your <laughs> cabin and also your horses and a pig. <laughs> and is that a goat? <laughs> And the owner's like, okay, that's the goat, okay? <laughs> the, the, the voting citizen, the goat, okay? <laughs> and they would just, like, go in and sleep on their their bed. Yeah. And, you know, eat their food and use their bathroom. Like, it's so uh, a huge invasion of pride. I love that it was such an issue that they were like, we have to spell this out right in the bill of rights in the bill of rights freedom of speech right to bear arms you can't come in my house (laughs) unless i invite you also i feel like this is the third amendment the third amendment and it clearly like reading this i was like okay 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 when they decided row and it was like row was decided because it was uh like there's no privacy clause right yeah in the constitution but this to me feels very much like, and it's all like, it's always like, oh, for debate where this privacy notion is. In the, I'm like, it's fucking here. That's true. Amendment three. It's fucking, you can have your house to yourself, bitches. Like it's you, privacy. Privacy. I have to invite you in. Right. Like Consider a vampire. A vampire. <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. Oh my God. I've watched so many CW shows. If I don't invite the hot vampire into my house, he, he can't, can't come, come in. in. <laughs> Wow. Shout out to the Third Amendment. Right to privacy is right here. You cannot come into my house without my consent. Right. Consider that done. That done. Love. Love. Knock, knock, ding, dong. Knock, knock, ding, dong. Okay. Amendment four. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Hello. That's a, that's a big one. It's a big one. Like My, that is the, like there's the, a lot to unpack. There's so much. I love that what they list are persons, houses, papers, and effects. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) You have the right to all your papers. Yeah, you cannot come. Oh, my God. Imagine Alexander Hamilton. You cannot look at my papers. (laughs) You don't have a warrant. You don't have a warrant to look at my diaries. (laughs) Okay, so this is is unreasonable searches and seizures. This is why you need a warrant to search literally anything yeah you why if the you cops can't. show up and they want to search something that's about illegal you, my friends they need a they warrant do it. my friends like ask to see a warrant that yep. is your constitutional right yep i know you'll feel pressured to be like sure you can look in my trunk but actually you don't have to show them anything no and it buys you time to hide that dead body exactly right mm-hmm. not that we're saying to hide a body but like just say, <laughs> just say. This is a murder podcast now. No, but murder uh, mystery musical. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Again, I, this is also. I mean, I feel like this is also like 
derived from just how bad the British army was to the American yeah. people. Because yeah. you know that they were just like, like flipping you won't over let carts. us in your house. Fine, we're gonna come in and we're gonna find something, and then we're gonna and try to arrest and kill you. you. Yes. yes, you know because you could get hung for hanged. Or, what is yeah. it? Hanged? I don't ask me. Okay, okay. I can't. There's also one that's like. I think it's hanged. Pled or pleaded, like, always confuses yeah. me. And I feel like we've switched recently because there's been so many court things happening that it's people are now saying pleaded all the time. I just can't keep Right. Up. So you could get killed for literally anything in yep. this time period. You know, it wasn't yep. it wasn't too regulated. But, um, but, yeah, so when you are if – some, if somebody is trying to search your effects or your property and you feel like they have no business being there – you can just ask for a warrant because Amendment 4 of the Bill of Rights gives you the right to do so. And yep. they can go to a judge and get a warrant. Yep. Boom. Get that warrant. It's get also, that warrant. Um, the whole probable cause thing is in oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a very, I feel like, this the is fact- a very 20th century amendment. It's a very, like, it's, it's surprising to me how much, because... So much of these amendments, we pay very little attention to yeah. the intention and the specificity. But this one is like, we do all of this stuff. Like, probable cause, like, yeah. within reason. Yeah. Like, probable cause is still a thing. Describing the place that to be searched. Yeah. So, like, you and I both listen to a bunch of true crime podcasts. We like, totally do. You can't, you know, like, if your warrant is for the house and you find evidence in the backyard, like, that might it's, be, you can't use that. You might that not be able to use that in court. Because that's not in the yeah. warrant. And yeah. that, you know, and, like, the types of, and the persons or things to be seized, like, you just, it really protects the people from the cops to a certain extent. Yeah. From prosecution. Yeah. To law enforcement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love. Amendment number five. She's long. We can do it. She's long. Okay, here we go. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime. Mm. Great. (laughs) Unless a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger. Okay. Nor shall... That's such a long... That is a bad that's sentence. That's not English. I'm not it's yelling at you, James grammar. Madison, but this is this is not a great amendment. Also... Uh, structural-wise. Your writer's group should have they edited should have told more. You. We should have taken a, yeah. a day to focus on this. Okay. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry. I know. Of life or limb. Okay. Sorry. Like necessary. You had to put limb. It just that makes it so. Of life makes or it a joke. limb. Because back in the day, they were like, just chop off a hand. <laughs> sorry. Okay. It's not about that. No. Nor shall, again, talking about a person, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Again, we could have split oh, this up. There is so no period in that whole thing. No, not till the end. After not till compensation. the end. Like we literally like just start a new paragraph. Right. So let's break this down. Okay. Breaking it down. So this, uh, the Fifth Amendment is known for pleading the fifth. Yes. That's what people say when like, they don't want to incriminate themselves in yes. court when they're being questioned by lawyers. They just say, I'm pleading the fifth. And this is what they mean, because the Fifth Amendment says you don't have to incriminate yourself. So you don't have to testify against yourself. Love. There's also um, this is where like no double jeopardy comes in. Yeah. So if you've been found not guilty for a crime, Casey Anthony, they cannot try you Listen, again be for grateful. the crime, Casey Anthony. Yeah, because double jeopardy just I mean, we should explain what that means it just means they can't 
try you for this. If you've been found innocent, they can't try you again using the same body of evidence. Yeah. But if something else new were to come up, that could be reintroduced. So totally. like if you killed somebody in 1990 and they thought you did it, but they weren't sure and they didn't have DNA evidence really. Yeah. And, but you were found not guilty, but then DNA evidence, the DNA evidence comes up. Does anybody watch forensic files? Hi. Hello. They can then retry you with the new evidence. Love. Yeah. Okay. The whole grand jury thing. Oh yeah. It was interesting to me because you, not every state has grand juries. Yeah. But for federal cases, you have to be, you have to be invited by a grand jury, which I feel okay with that. I feel okay with that. I mean, I don't really, what would be the alternative? Just going straight to trial? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the grand jury basically decides like if the prosecution has enough Enough evidence to, to take it to trial. Totally. And there's some argument that like, but why are we doing that? Like, if you think you have the evidence, like, just take it to a jury trial and, like, just be done with it. But I don't know. I feel like but if you've committed... We have, like, bad a, prosecutors sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So it's, like... I guess it's just another checks and balance on yeah. the criminal justice system. Right. Like, this totally came out of the Salem witch trials 100%, where they were, like, these bitches are witches. I'm glad something <laughs> came out of the Salem witch trials. Jeez Louise. I mean, I have somebody no proof, who probably like, died at the Salem witch trials... Me, I feel great that there's a constitutional amendment where they were like, you know, you gotta have some we, evidence. At least they reckoned with their history a little bit, right? When James Madison was like, yeah, that was bad. Okay, that was bad. <laughs> that, was bad. that was bad. I admit, not so our sorry. best moment. So so sorry. So so sorry. We should have talked to I don't know, literally, literally anybody, anybody. <laughs> before burning women at the stake or killing it, whatever they did. Did they burn them at the stake? They hung them. They hung them. Uh, or they hanged them. We, well, don't, we know. don't know. Call Somebody us. call us and tell us if it's hung they or hang. Hang hung. I didn't mean to, for this to become a thing, but here we are. Well, are we done with it? No, we still have more of this. There's still more because there's God. still, um, except that the grand jury thing doesn't apply in cases that happen in the land or naval forces or in the militia. So, but like, don't they have their own? They have, yeah, like they their have own, their own like, process. I just yeah. know the term court martial. Yeah. That's all I that's know. That's exactly what it is. And exactly that's right. And that's all Why? Because yeah. I know. Okay. And you can't. They can't take your private property for public use without paying you. Right. So again, the English could not come in and be like, mm, this is our house this now. This is our house now. It's our goat. I love the views. <laughs> the goat is mine. Without paying for the goat. You can't right. just take the goat. Right. It's very rude. Rude. Love. Wow. Big amendment. Yeah, that was a big, big one. Big amendment. Yeah. Okay. Amendment six. In all criminal prosecutions. Okay. That was hard. The accused shall enjoy the right <laughs> to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him, him, him to have compulsory. Mm process for obtaining witnesses in his favor it's his and to have the assistance of counsel for his i say his defense this is so this is the you need to try someone within a reasonable time period they can't yep. just be sitting in jail waiting trial for yep. years and years although, although it is I feel a like slow we process this all we violate this all the time oh totally yeah because people are like the wait to get to trial is at least a year. Right. Well, and it's relative. Like what is speedy? Right. And also is it, if it's too speedy 
are you getting a fair trial? Right. Like if you start the trial for killing somebody. Murder. Murder. And then the next day they're like, okay, your trial's tomorrow. Right. You don't have time. We don't have time to like build a defense and like hide the body. Yeah. That's too speedy. Yeah. But then like letting people sit in jail for a year because like you're just not ready seems excessive. Right. And beyond the scope of the law. So this is just attempting to create a fair criminal justice system. Yes. But it does it in a way that is a little vague. It's a little vague. Like much. But still see here, even though there's like there's vagueness and whatever. This amendment still like twice, three times as long as the second amendment. Yep. Like there's still more in here that they were like, we're really concerned about this. Yeah. We have a pro. We have a problem have a with problem. criminal justice. Yeah, we don't have a problem with arming the militia. Okay, mm-hmm. because they wanted to defend themselves against the Brits. It's really you got to put it in context. You simply must put, it in, must put it in context. This is seventy seventy six. There's six of us in a goat. Like, come on, come on, guys, read the Bill of Rights. Okay, to be confronted with the witnesses against him means like you get to defend yourself. If somebody says, "I saw him. He took the goat." you get to say i did not i did not take the goat (laughs) i was at home i was at home with my wife yep john oh and this is also where your right to counsel comes in oh yeah yeah so you so that's where you can afford an attorney one will be appointed for you by the court to you because you are you're entitled to you are entitled if you didn't know you are entitled to counsel you don't have to but we strongly suggest strongly suggest that you don't defend yourself okay amendment seven says (laughs) in suits at common law where the value in controversy, good Lord, no, no. shall exceed $20, <laughs> the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Okay. I don't... Okay. This is like... If it's more than $20. Right. If, if I have taken $21 from you... <laughs> $21 and a penny or $20 and a penny and a penny then it must it has to go to the jury but if I've taken $19 from you they go throw that shit out they're gonna be like not enough not enough crazy crazy I wish I had done like looked up what it, $20 was back then like what are what it is what it would be now let's see let's, let's see what it is pause. okay it, the inflation calculator says $20 in 1790 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $545 in 2018. Really? That's it? I don't know. That's what this says. No, I believe you. That just seems like not... The official data.org inflation calculator. No, I totally believe you. Yeah. You're looking things up on the internet. It must I, be real. It's real. I mean, at least it's more than $20. <laughs> at least it's more than $20. I was expecting it to be like... A thousand. Right. You know, like, yeah. But anyway, 500 and what? 45. Mm-hmm. Great. So then if you, if you stole something or did something that cost a finance, caused a financial grievance to somebody that was more than 20 bucks, then you, it went to trial. Yeah. And I love this, like no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States, which is like, it goes to like in the appellate courts, they don't reexamine the evidence. No, they're looking at constitutional violations. Right. Yeah. Which is why, like, I just, I just think that's so yeah interesting. Like, like yeah. once it's one jury and one judge 
and that's it. That's all you get to hear your evidence. But mm -hmm. then it can go up through all of these other challenges. Right. To figure out if your due process was violated. Exactly. Well, that's why, you know, when we were talking about the Supreme Court and just cases and stuff, they're never looking at, are is the person innocent or guilty? It's all about what was violated, were their right. rights violated. Right. So that's Amendment 7. Okay, Amendment 8. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Two different things happening here. So one is being like, you can't set bail at like $3 million if all you've done is like you have a, a misdemeanor amount of marijuana on you. Like you right. can't do that. Right. And you can't it find, like say your car is parked and it's a no parking zone, you can't find them uh, $200 for it. I think they might. It's not. It's not excessive for parking? I forget what it is. It's in like a hundred. It's like a hundred something. You can do 2,000. There we go. 2,000 for my car. Yeah. And then they're like, comma, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. And now what's important about this is that what we're experiencing now sort of as a country is figuring out if the death penalty is cruel yeah. and unusual punishments. Yeah. So like it's totally, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't like rapists and murderers, but I also don't think the government should be in the business of like killing people totally I'm that with you. seems no i'm anathema i'm definitely to, completely against yeah. the the death penalty and yeah. you know the the fact that there are states that will still use lethal injection and it takes them like 10 to 15 minutes to yeah. die that's cruel and unusual yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna kill somebody if you're gonna put somebody to death it right. should be immediate it right. should be within a minute right and I think the conversation gets turned around. To, I mean, we should just do a whole episode on this. But I think the conversation gets, like, if you are anti-death penalty or anti-lethal injection, it can be, people think that you're soft on the crimes that may have led yeah. the person to be on death row. And it's like, no, no, no. Let them rot in jail. Let them rot. Let them rot in jail. And I hope they have a horrible existence. But, like, the government should not be in the business of killing Well, especially beings. because, you know, there have been, like, a lot of cases where, new evidence is found mm -hmm. and now we've killed somebody who didn't commit the crime. Yep. That happens. It happens. And it like, even if it happens just once, it is reasonable enough to get rid of the death penalty. Right. That's my stance. You yep. can call me and I won't listen. Sorry. But I'm very, I feel very strongly about this. But also like the first part of this amendment, excessive bail shall not, shall not be required and fines imposed. Like there's a huge argument to be made that that's relative to how much money you actually have. Totally. And Again, this was vagueness and now it's being used to yeah. exploit people who come from lower incomes. Who can't pay the fine. Who then like get. Who get put in, in jail, jail for not paying, paying fines. fines. Yeah. Right. Amendment nine. You guys, we, we have two more. We're almost there. Love. We've done so well. We've done so well. Amendment 9. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. That means like... What? <laughs> <laughs> just because it's not expressly written in the Constitution as a right doesn't mean people don't have a right to something that isn't written down. I see. This is them being like, look, I'm sure we forgot a lot of stuff. Yes. So if, it's, if you're not seeing it on the paper, it doesn't mean that it's not there. there. It just means... It, it doesn't mean we only you have four days to do this. Right. It doesn't mean you don't have that right. It just means look, my hand was tired. I'm the quill tired. is heavy. My brain is dead. I, this is all handwritten, it people. Is, yes. But this also seems like, in addition to Amendment 3, which is like the right to, like, the soldiers can't stay in your home. This one also seems like a way of, like, a defensive row for me. 
Oh, sure. Like, just because privacy isn't in there doesn't mean you don't have the right to it. Totally. Like, I don't under, like, I just, like, should have been a lawyer. Well, you should, yeah, that is Because <laughs> I don't, and, like, it's so, like, this is here. Like, hi, like, my well, 15 we're gonna minutes. we're going to do an episode on Roe v. Wade, and I feel like we should, will we will talk about yeah. how we feel that right to privacy is clearly it's clearly in the, in the bill of rights yeah. and then scotus will hopefully yeah. call me and we'll have a long chat oh, about yeah. it although they've already ruled so it doesn't matter okay so next is next and final is the 10th amendment which says the powers not delegated to the united states by the constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people so we've talked about this this is the amendment that says if it's not written in the constitution that the federal government do, does this then it's to, left to the states yep. or to the people yeah so if we haven't written it down now then it's probably to the states it's to the states which is fun yep for me Maze. Yep. And those are the Bill of Rights. That's the Bill of Rights. The, the first rights. ten amendments of the Constitution is Woo! the Bill of Rights, and that's them. But did you know? Tell me. Okay, when they first started drafting the Bill of Rights. When they were in their writers' group. When they in their writers' group. Um, that there were originally twenty amendments. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm glad. Right. I'm glad that they didn't come with just ten, that they were like that like they, they were willing to we have let options. them go. Kill your darlings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were originally 20 amendments, and James Madison, if he had had his way, the Constitution would have had, because there's a preamble to the Constitution, mm -hmm. happy to recite it, learned we it in We the people, grade, in order to form a more, more perfect, perfect union, union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, I know this from Schoolhouse Rock. the general welfare, and secure, yep. Yeah. So, me too, seventh grade. Love. Love. But Madison wanted a two-part preamble to the Constitution that would have included part of Jefferson's Declaration of Independence before the current preamble. Okay. So that could have been a change. He wanted to call it a pre-preamble. I love it. <laughs> I love it. The assistant to the regional manager. I love it. <laughs> uh, James. I'm just like, okay, you can you sit in a writer's group and you can come up with the Bill of Rights, which is like a very like mostly well thought out like eloquent document and then when it comes to the title you're like i don't know the pre-preamble <laughs> like and bad title bad, bad title come on james pre-preamble pre-preamble get out of here madison during his like drafting of the the bill of rights also wanted to clearly spell out that each branch of government had clear and distinct roles mm. And would we call that separation of powers? We would call that separation of powers. And you should go listen to that episode. And so he wanted to include something that said, quote, the powers delegated by this constitution are appropriated to the departments to which they are respectively distributed. Wow. So that the legislative department shall never exercise the powers vested in the executive or judicial, nor the executive exercise the powers vested in the legislative or judicial. And you guessed it nor the judicial exercise the powers vested in the legislative or executive department. This would solve so many problems if we right. had this in here. Because there's some there's gray area in what we have now. Yeah. And clearly he was like, I foresee this to be a problem. Mm. We should just James nip this. Madison, the resident soothsayer. Big thinker. <laughs> it did become part of the second part of Article seven, that language a little bit, but not in the way that he wanted. Right. So twelve so like I said, there were twenty original amendments to the Constitution. Twelve of them survived congressional approval. Love. So on September 25th, 1789, Congress passed a 12-amendment Bill of Rights drafted by James Madison, who's a representative from 
Virginia. There were two rejected amendments, obviously, because we have 10. One rejected amendment gave Americans freedom from an excessively large Congress. (laughs) Love. I know, right? Laying out guidelines on the number of new seats that can be created in the House following each census. This was the only amendment of the 12 that has not been ratified. Because the other, we'll talk about the um, yeah. the other lingering one in a second. This is the only one that had been that hasn't been ratified, and it would have would have required that each congressional district not exceed a population of fifty thousand citizens. God, like, could almighty. you believe California would be the entire Congress? Yeah, I love this idea, but obviously the numbers would have to change. The numbers would have to change. The House of Representatives today would have more than six thousand four hundred members. Love. Yeah, and I should say this is all coming from Slate, Daily News, and the Constitution Center. We love. Yeah. The other proposed amendment that has since been ratified, even when it, it was it wasn't ratified in the original set. Yeah. Has been ratified now. It was ratified in 1992. Shout out to the 90s. <laughs> Weird decade. Weird decade. It provided protection against congressional pay hikes, preventing a sitting Congress from giving itself a pay raise. Love. Yeah. So any, no raise for you. No raise for you in your current session. So any increase in pay would not go into effect into the following House election. Great. Yeah. This proposal was, like I said, ratified by Michigan in 1992. Shout out to Michigan. 203 years after it was originally proposed and voted on. And it became the 27th Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Okay, let's round out on my favorite thing. Fun facts. Maybe we fun should facts. have a music interlude for you. Ba, ba, for da, fun, da, facts. Ba, da, fun facts. Yeah, fun fun facts. facts. So the Bill of Rights, as we said, was written by a friend of the show, James Madison. And we talked about how it was inspired by the Magna Carta. But it was also heavily inspired by the Virginia shout out Bill of Rights, which was written in 1776. That also in this document also inspired the Declaration of Independence. So Virginia Bill of Rights inspired the Declaration of Independence and our Constitutional Bill of Rights. It was written by and this is why we created a star earlier in the show, George Mason, who we all have forgotten about. And a poor dude. He did not work. George. I am responsible. He's like, this is all my ideas that I stole from England. But I wrote it in 1776. I wrote it first. And all we can think of is Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. So shout out to George Mason. I'm so sorry that history has forgotten you. Another fun fact is the least litigated amendment is the Third Amendment, Arden's favorite amendment, where amendment. soldiers cannot just come into your house. I love it. They cannot come into your house without knock, knock, ding, dong. Could you imagine, like, so Fleet Week is about to happen in the city. Could you imagine, yeah. like, the? I mean, I feel like now people would be like, my home is open. Look, literally, Come on in, soldiers. Any, any naval <laughs> guys just chilling out in New York City, please call me. Lizzie will welcome you into I, her abode. You can be my Third Amendment. She has no goat, but. I do not have a goat. But I have a bed. bed. Um, yes, that is the least litigated <laughs> amendment. Yep. Which is amazing. It's amazing. I love that they list, people listen to that. Like they made that amendment and that's one amendment people were like, yeah, all right, Got that it. is shit. I'm yeah. not going to uh-huh. do this. Yeah. I want to do this, but I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. Yeah. Another fun fact. December 15th is Bill of Rights Day. It is a national holiday. (laughs) It was made a national holiday by hunk of the show, FDR. Bill of Rights is a national holiday. Why don't we get it off? Oh, well, probably, I don't, because it's Bill of Rights Day. Like, (laughs) we don't get election day off. I would, in my own life, if we got Bill of Rights Day (laughs) off. 
But yeah, but, um, FDR, right before, I think it was either like right before, right after Pearl Harbor or the year before Pearl Harbor, was around that time, he made December 15th Bill of Rights Day. Wow. Yeah. So every year, December 15th is Bill wow. of Rights Day because that's when it was ratified and made into the Constitution. Great. There were 14 handwritten copies made of the Bill of Rights, one for each of the colonies to sign, each of the 13 colonies to sign, and one of for the federal archives. 12 still survive today. Amazing. I know. This is a fun this funny story. North Carolina <laughs> Lost Jesus its copy <laughs> when a Union soldier walked off with it during the um, the Civil War, and it wasn't <laughs> recovered. He wa- he like, he literally was like they were doing the thing, and he found this copy and was like, "I'm gonna take this." And then he ended up selling it, and it wasn't until the 2000s that it was found what? through efforts from the FBI. Oh and now I God. think it's back in North Carolina. Yeah, but they lo- I imagine it's like I lost my copy. <laughs> <laughs> of the Bill of Rights. Um, most of the original copies now um, resi- uh, reside in the archives of their respe- uh, respective states, and the federal copy is on display at the National Archives. So we're going. We're going. In D.C., um, alongside the original handwritten copies of the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. So Amazing. very exciting. And then the final fun fact, because I just couldn't help but pat ourselves on the back, the Bill of Rights was drafted in New York, unlike the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, because they were both drafted in Philadelphia at conventions. But the Bill of Rights, James Madison was like, I'm going to do my writer's group, and my writer's group is in New York. And so he went to New York and was like, Bill of Rights. Yep. And then it was um, sent out to the States. Very exciting. And that's the end of our fun facts and our episode. Yay! Guys, this was fun. This I was liked so this good. one. This was a good one. So like we said, we're going to do individual episodes on all of these amendments. But this just gives us like the overarching idea of what the Bill of Rights is, what yep. she's doing, what she's feeling, what she's how up she to. How she came to be. How she came how to she be. How she changed that she was supposed really to be bigger and have to contextualize yes. all of these things into the time period yep. in which they were written. Right. Because I feel Not like naming names. Call me crazy. If crazy. we are reading an amendment that says soldiers can't stay with you, then then like maybe we should revisit a law that says you get to have a gun whenever. Like I think for a militia, for a militia, for a, militia. Like a we well-regulated militia. We were very afraid of the English. We were. But we'll get into that another time. Mm-hmm. For now, we love you. We Thank love you. you so much for listening. And we're no longer afraid of the English. Look how we've grown. We've grown so, so much. much. We are no longer afraid. We have our own ideas and our own personality and identity. Yeah. We're growing. We're like teenagers now. So, yeah, uh, we love you so much. Uh, if you liked what you heard, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can also find us on literally every single podcast platform. If you love us, then rate us and review us. Subscribe, for goodness sakes. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye.